Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Alright, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast Wags, it's another week of Packer football Already week 6 in the NFL And this one, we're excited about every game a little extra this week, playing, I think, the greatest rivalry in football. Packers, Bears, Packers heading down to Chicago, uh, wearing our NFC North t-shirts today. I'm ready for some football. So, Wags, how are you feeling heading into week six? I'm great. The Packers are four and one. Uh, so we're putting week one long behind us. But uh, don't uh, kid yourself. This is a big week. Packers, Bears playing for first place in the NFC North, just the way it should be. Doesn't seem like we've had too many big, important, uh, in-conference, yet alone divisional games yet. And uh, we just played the Lions, and, and here we are now uh, going into Chicago at Soldier Field at noon on Sunday. And the winner uh, of that game is going to be in first place in the NFC North. So it's a big one for both teams, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the Packers are able to do this week. Me too. Me too. And, um, Wags, I gotta, I gotta ask right off the bat. I mean, uh, I think, you know, we're gonna be without Jair Alexander again. Um, how are you feeling going in? It seems like this Fields character, this, this, uh, starting quarterback, their first round pick, I think he can play football. Everything that I've seen, the stats are, are, aren't quite there yet. It seems like Nagy is not letting him run around too much and use his legs. But, um, you know, how are you feeling going into this game? I think statistically Packers defense overall uh, is performing well. Once teams get into the red zone, they're having some success against the Packers. And by some success, I mean success every single time <laughs> they're in the red zone. Um, but... Um, how are you feeling going against a rookie quarterback on the road in Chicago, especially a guy who's as highly touted as Justin Fields? I'm really optimistic, especially with the way the defense played last week against Joe Burrow. And uh, to be quite honest with you, a much more talented skill position group in Cincinnati than what we're going to face this week. It's not taking anything away from the Bears, mm -hmm. but um, I don't think Allen Robinson's playing at the, the level that he was a couple of seasons ago. Uh, Mooney's a you know, pretty talented young receiver, but I don't think he's uh, anything like what uh, the top couple of guys in Cincinnati were. And, uh, you know, they're without their top two running backs. It appears that uh, and we'll be getting into this more um, as we as we get into some of the specific key matchups. But uh, Damian Williams went into COVID protocol today, and he was replacing David Montgomery, who's their workhorse running back. Uh, so they're still going to be able to you know, run the football. I don't think um, Justin Fields is quite where he's going to be, maybe by the end of this season or certainly going into next year. Uh, so is he dangerous enough? Uh, to make plays both with his legs and his arms. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, it looks like the Bears uh, have been putting him in a position where they're not trying to ask him to do too much. Uh, and so I feel pretty good overall because uh, if the Packers don't shoot themselves in the foot this week, I just don't see how the Bears are going to be able to keep up. I, I think we've got more talent, um, you know, across all of these position groups uh, overall. And, and I think the Packers are definitely coming into the game on paper with the advantages. 
Yeah, I, I would agree. I, You know what I want to pay attention to this week, uh, talking about this Packers defense, is what we do with, um, with Stokes uh, this week. It seemed like last week for a young guy, I know we're down Jair, but for a young guy, they had him running around at times. It seemed like he was shadowing Chase. Uh, they put a lot of responsibility on Stokes, and I thought that largely – he uh, performed really well. And this week, you talk about Allen Robinson, but you know who I'm curious about is Darnell Mooney. He seems to be the guy that um, you take a shot with. He seems to be the guy that can blow games open. Um, so do you think that they're going to have Stokes pay attention to one receiver over the rest of the field? Do you think they're going to move him around or keep him on one side? or just How do you see the Packers uh, continuing with Stokes um, he's kind of becoming the de facto number one corner right now in Green Bay in Jair's absence. Um, so what say you? How do you think that Barry and the and this coaching staff is going to use Stokes in week six? That's a good question. I, I don't think they're going to change anything. I, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are. I, I think they're going to match him up. He's been aggressive at the line of scrimmage. He's going to try to win the battle uh, in that first five yards, uh, uh, get physical with those guys, and that's especially important with the rookie quarterback. It's not as much about the wide receivers that the Bears have and their ability, Mooney and Robinson, to handle that physicality as much as it is about Fields, the rookie quarterback, being able to make his reads and have his timing and rhythm down uh, to deliver those passes where he wants them to go. Uh, so I, I think we've seen uh, Stokes uh, be aggressive. That He might get beat a few times. I am fine with that at the end of the day. I, I think that while Stokes um, and our other corners might get beat a couple of times, I don't know that they're going to get beat enough times that it's going to, to hurt us significantly. Uh, I'm talking about the Bears' ability to score enough points to keep up to the Packers. I, I know they've got a really good defense, so this could be a l- another lower-scoring game like it was last week. But ultimately, you know, can Justin Fields throw the ball accurately enough Mm -hmm. for four quarters uh, to beat this Packers secondary enough times that it matters at the end of the day? Um, Will they beat him a few times? Sure. I I think most uh, NFL quarterbacks and wide receivers are able to do that. Uh, But I'm just not uh, too concerned that they're going to repeatedly beat Eric Stokes um, or, uh, you know, Yadam or whomever if Kevin King's able to go uh, on the other side. Uh, so I'm I'm comfortable with what they're doing out there. And by the way, we still got help from Darnell Savage and Adrian yeah. Amos on the back end. So I think we'll be fine uh, with this secondary group going against um, uh, this uh, Bears uh, passing game. Um, and for me, Dane, I'm going to transition that over to get your thoughts on yeah. – It's more important that they focus on slowing down this Bears rushing attack. Make, I want to see them make Justin Fields throw because I think they can force him into him into some mistakes. Excuse me, if they're able to do that. Uh, So, yeah, they're without their top two running backs, but I think they have shown that the best part of their offense is the rushing attack. So what do you think the Packers can do to slow that part of this Bears offense down? Well, let's talk about that. I think that it's pretty pretty incredible news, really, um, coming coming out of Chicago today, Wags. So 
we already knew that they were going to be down um, Montgomery, who is just a heck of a player. Um, very, very talented player. Um, and now it sounds like they're, they're also going to be down Williams. He's on the COVID list, was placed on that today. We're recording this on Thursday evening. Uh, he's a talented guy in his own right. And it sounds like he needs to now have uh, two negative COVID tests before he's able to play again. And just the timing of this, I, I think you're correct. He's not going to be playing against the Packers this week. Um, I think there's a couple different ways to look at it. Um, I'm going to look at it through my lens. <laughs> and my lens is it's a huge break for this Packers team to not be playing either of those top players. And mind you, Tariq Cohen, their other running back, isn't playing either. He's still on the physically unable to perform list. So really, they're down their top three running backs. And uh, we're looking at guys like, um, I think slated to start is going to be Khalil Herbert, or, or potentially Ryan Nall, who's got injury uh, of his own currently. So they're going to have one healthy running back going into this week. Uh, Coach Barry said, yeah, we're going to be playing uh, an NFL caliber running back. I get that sentiment. It's And that's good. I'm glad the coaching staff saying that. But from a reality standpoint, the question marks now become not only um, – how, how effective, impactful are they going to be running the ball, but also pass protection. And that's something that's been a huge issue, um, I think, for the Bears this year in the offensive line already, is they've allowed a lot of pressures and a lot of sacks on their young quarterback. And um, now all of a sudden you've got this really uh, de facto fourth string running back who's going to be getting snaps this week. And um, is the game going to be too fast for them? Uh, how well versed are they going to be? especially against this Packers defense that's proven that they're going to show a lot of looks. If the Packers can get the Bears down early too, I think it just really plays into their hands. So I think this is a critical loss for the Bears. Williams out of the backfield, really smooth catching the ball, um, really would have been problematic, I think, for this Packers defense. Uh, we've seen tight ends and running backs carve this team up at times over the last couple of years. Losing um, losing Williams makes them a lot more one-dimensional uh, than I think that they want to be going into this week, and it really plays in the Packers' hands. Yeah, for sure. And we've got a comment here uh, from Dustin Costmayer in our Facebook mm -hmm. chat. Dustin, thanks for joining. He says, we have to figure out a way to keep fields in the pocket. We are notorious for letting running quarterbacks run all over us. Um, and I agree with you, Dustin. I think the biggest thing is, is if we are able to slow down this Bears rushing attack, now we can force fields to be in third and eight instead of third and two. And that's going to be the biggest difference. It's, it, listen, we know he can move with his legs. So if he gets in a third and short situation, that gives him a lot more options to be able yeah. to move the chains. Uh, if, if he's in third and eight and he's got to stand in the pocket, you're absolutely right, Dane. For as much as this Bears defense gets after opposing quarterbacks, their offensive line has given up 18 sacks this year. Uh, 14, uh, with Fields in there and four when Dalton was in there. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where as a rookie quarterback, you get your corners up, be physical with their wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. Uh, now Fields might be off his rhythm. He's got to look, uh, hold on to the ball a little bit longer. And then if his first option's not there, now he's on a swivel a little bit. And that's what you want is third and eight. Our pass rush is bearing down 
on fields while he's trying to make a quick decision. He either makes a mistake or we force him into a, a get some sacks uh, and get him off the field. So uh, slowing down this Bears running game is going to be so critical this week. And uh, in, quietly, I think, actually, this Packer defense under Coach Barry uh, has been uh, pretty good so far this year uh, against the run. And, and knock on wood, it's it's been, I think, an improvement a big part of that, you've got to say, has been obviously Devondre Campbell out there. And I think that's going to be something that's going to make a difference this week. We saw uh, Chris Barnes come back last week. I think he can help against the run. And then we've got potentially Jalen Smith. He's not going to get a ton of snaps if he's active this week. But it sounds like they're doing everything they can to get him active, uh, get him acclimated. So there may be some situations where uh, Jalen Smith is available as well. Now, whether that's going to be in more pass-down situations or run-down situations, we would have to see. Uh, but I think we've got a, a complement of guys on the second level that can come up and attack uh, and fill these holes and, and really uh, cause some problems for this Bears rushing attack. That's good insight, Wags. That's good insight. And I, I think that the, the other thing, uh, talking about the, the question and, and for folks that are listening on iTunes and, and, uh, or anywhere, uh, you get your podcasts, uh, on Friday, Saturday or, or Sunday. Uh, we're recording this live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter currently, but then you'll be able to get this anywhere else you want after that. Um, I think one of the criticisms from Chicago Bear fans so far is that, um, Matt Nagy isn't really opening it up for Fields and Fields isn't using his legs a lot. Um, so there, there's potential as well that, um, there, our, our, our best friend this week could be the coaching staff of the Chicago Bears who at times don't seem to really, uh, um, I don't know the best way to put this wags. Maybe, um, they don't process, uh, the, the plays, uh, the way that I think the rest of the fan base would like them to. I think that um, Fields is a pretty dynamic quarterback, and I understand the um, cause for caution. You don't want to have a rookie quarterback running all over the place and, you know, being erratic, But it, and they want him to play within an offense. But at the same time, a team that um, in the Chicago Bears position, especially without running backs, they might need to open it up a little bit more with the young quarterback. So it's going, it remains to be seen if they're going to open that playbook up more for fields this week, but it's a lot to be thrown at a young quarterback and all the more reason I'm optimistic as well. The Packers can get it down there. Um, fields just doesn't have a lot of NFL experience, obviously yet. And I think an experienced defensive coordinator, a veteran locker room, a veteran team, uh, there's a lot of crafty veterans on this Packers defense in particular right now. And I think that they're going to be able to give him a lot of looks. They're going to confuse him. And I don't care how athletic he's going to be. Um, if he's getting different looks that he's never seen before and the Packers are able to be creative in how they're bringing pressure, uh, both up the middle and off the edge, Fields is going to have a long day at the office in Chicago. Yeah, and not to be cliche and state the obvious, but Kenny Clark, if he continues to play at the level uh, he has been, and we just keep singing Kenny Clark's praises, but it can't be said enough. If he is getting disruptive up the middle, uh, that's going to make a big difference. I, I mean, a rookie quarterback is just trying to process that, and you've got big Kenny Clark coming up the middle and throwing guys into your lap. Uh, that that's going to be tough for Fields. So he might try to tuck and run a little bit, but I'm okay with that if it's coming off of pressure. What I don't want to see is the Packers pinching too hard off the edge uh, and then giving him these wide lanes. And I think that's what uh, Dustin was 
kind of referring to when you say we haven't been able to contain guys that are able to run a little bit. Um, and certainly feels, I don't know that he's shown that much so far, but obviously we know what he did in college. This is a guy that does have that ability to do that. And typically younger quarterbacks are going to talk and run a little bit more anyway, uh, because they're not able to make those decisions and get to their, um, you know, their third or fourth read as effectively as, as a more experienced quarterback is, is typically able to. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it might be stating the obvious, but I think the other thing is Preston Smith um, has just been doing a tremendous job. He, I don't think he gets enough credit um, for the way he's been playing this year. Uh, isn't racking up the tackles, but uh, he's been – he and, and Dean Lowry, actually, have both been really good uh, against the run uh, from the outside linebacker position and Dean Lowry uh, from the defensive end position. And uh, you got to give those guys credit. So uh, if if – if we get good play again from Preston Smith, uh, Kenny Clark, and Dean Lowry, I, I like our chances to at least slow down this Bears rushing attack this week. And I think that could force them to be a little bit more one-dimensional, and, uh, and that could play into their hands a little bit if, if we're making Justin Fields have to throw the football. Um, so, Dane, then it's going to also depend on game flow uh, when sure. we're talking about what the Bears offense is going to try to do. If – if they're playing from behind and the Packers offense is able to get out ahead and score some points this week, uh, that could also play into this defense's hands as well. Um, if the Bears are able to limit our offense, and we'll talk about them in a few minutes here, uh, and they're playing from uh, uh, an advantage and they're ahead, uh, especially early in this game going into the second half, or if it's close and going back and forth, uh, then they can afford to be a little bit more patient. Um, not try to, to put Fields in a situation where he needs to make the big play, um, you know, run the ball, punt, play field position. Uh, so that's, I think, the type of game plan that this Bears offensive staff is going to be shooting for. Um, and it's incumbent on the Packers to try to disrupt that on both sides of the ball. Yeah, Wags, I'll tell you what. Um, what I've seen from this Packers defense, especially in the last couple of weeks, he's been a physicality that I don't recall seeing in the last couple of years. Um, I, and that's what I really want to see them hang their hat on as this, this, um, season progresses. I just love, we've watched, I think, especially the last couple games, uh, the Packers interior of the defensive line just absolutely manhandle. Uh, professional offensive linemen from opposing teams for more often than not, they're winning the battles in the trenches. And if you do that in the NFL or any level of football, you're probably winning more football games than you're losing. Um, I just, I look across the, who's going to be playing across from Dean Lowry and Kenny Clark and, and some of our others across the defensive line. And it's, you know, Elijah Wilkinson at right tackle and uh, Jason Peters at left tackle. And Jason Peters has had a phenomenal career. He's well past the back nine of his career at this point. I like the matchups this week. You mentioned Preston Smith. He's been playing violently this year. He's been playing like he's pissed off this year. He's been setting the edge in, in, in such a way, I think, that this coaching staff is using him uh, to the best of his ability right now. They're putting him in a position to succeed and do what he does best. And he's continuing to do that. Um, I think this is a good matchup for Rashawn Gary uh, off the edge. I, his speed against uh, Wilkinson and against uh, Peters 
at Peters at this stage of his career, I think match up really, really well. And I'm curious to see what some of these other young pass rushers are going to do. I've been really encouraged by what Garvin's done the last couple of weeks. Uh, I was really encouraged what Hamilton did last week in his first action. And the Packers are doing something uh, strategically. They're playing some of the younger guys on the early downs, as we talked about, uh, maybe them doing without Zadarius Smith. Uh, they're playing the Hamiltons and, and the, um, and the Garvins earlier on passing down, or excuse me, on first and second down and giving Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith opportunity to come in on more of the pass rushing downs. And that's where they're getting a lot more of their snaps. And it seems to be working. I really like that this coaching staff uh, on the defensive side this season, Wags, hasn't been set in their ways. They've been flexible. They're dealing the hand that they've been given. So I'm going to be curious to see if they continue to do that. But I like how they're rotating guys out. We're not seeing our guys with their hands on their waist like we did in week one. Uh, they seem to be um, getting after it a little bit more. And uh, I think that they're feeding off of this energy. So just something to pay attention to this week is if we can have our second tier uh, pass rushers in Garvin and in Hamilton get after it a little bit as well. I just really like our chances. I like the speed that the Packers have. They're playing fast this year against this Bears offensive line. I just don't think that they have the guns to keep up with this Packers defense on Sunday. Yeah, Dean, you asked me earlier about Eric Stokes, so I'm going to kick this over to you. Yeah. Uh, Kevin King has been out of practice uh, Wednesday and then today on Thursday. And just given both the Packers medical staff history and Kevin King's history, I think uh, it's pretty safe to assume that more likely than not, he's going to get ruled out of this game. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, but it's certainly trending in that direction. Do you think that this is a week that the Packers might, you've, you've mentioned possibly shuffling around their secondary a little bit and getting Darnell Savage maybe uh, up into a, a little bit uh, more coverage uh, in the slot position. Um, you know, we've got Henry Black that's been getting some defensive reps. Mm -hmm. It looks like uh, 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 Vernon Scott, uh, is trending to to get back to full health here. He's been practicing. He got a full practice in today. Uh, so uh, we've got some more options from our safety group. Now, I know that we don't like to put guys out of position, but being as shorthanded as we are uh, without potentially our, our two starting corners in uh, Jair and Kevin King, uh, do you think they might shuffle around some of the guys and where they're lined up? Or do you expect that it would just be Yadam, maybe Gene Charles gets out there, uh, and that's who we would we would roll with? You know, I, I think that I'm going to add another name to that list. I think Rizul Douglas might get his first look in Green Bay as well this week. He's on the active roster. I know the Packers signed Quentin Dunbar as well to the practice squad. I don't expect him to be a go this week uh, as a call-up, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Rizul Douglas out there as well. Um, potentially on the perimeter. Uh, you think he's position. their first option off of the practice squad ahead of those other guys? Well, Razul Douglas is on the active roster, so I think that he very well could be thrown out there this week. I don't know if he's the first option. I think that he's in the mix to probably get some snaps this week, but I do think that um, I think they like what Henry Black's done. He got the most snaps, I think, of the season last week. I think he got 19 snaps for the Packers. So would not be surprised at all to see Savage kind of getting up there. Uh, to, to answer your question, I think that he's probably Savage is the most likely to be playing around a little bit more. Um, I, I, I don't remember if it was Savage or Amos today 
uh, when asked, he said, they said, basically, listen, we've got some veteran safeties here that can help these young guys out. I think that might be tipping their hand a little bit, just saying, listen, we're going to be out there. We're going to be moving around. We can see some things. We might be able to cover, cover up some blemishes for some of these young guys. So wouldn't be surprised to see Savage up there. And then um, I think it's really going to be um, down in distance who else is going to be out there at the cornerback position. It really seems like um, um, John Charles is more of a slot guy. So I don't know how much he's really going to be getting on the outside. Um, so I, Yadam seems to make the most sense as kind of the next man up on that outside corner. But obviously they brought in reinforcements like Rosul Douglas. So I think they're going to kind of throw a lot of different guys out there, Wags. Um, but I, I would expect another heavy workload, obviously from Eric Stokes, but also Shannon Sullivan is going to be playing an awful lot of snaps this week. And then the question becomes, who else is going to be playing on the perimeter and are they going to be moving those safeties around? But I would agree with you. Savage is going to be playing up a little bit more and they might be playing more three safety than they have in recent weeks. Um, probably potentially Wags, the, the most that they played under Coach Barry could come this week against the Bears. For sure. Um, is there anything that you can pick up? I know that uh, Coach LaFleur uh, kind of shot back at uh, the question when asked this week in the press conference about their red zone offense and defensive efficiencies, uh, that uh, stats are for losers. Uh, and I know <laughs> they obviously use analytics. He addressed that today. You got a follow-up question in today's press conference. But I think he was kind of pushing back on the narrative that, you know, you look at, obviously it is what it is, but I think what he was trying to, to get across and, and not to speak for Coach LaFleur, uh, but it's, it's really about, you know, situational results. And so they're going to be looking at that more carefully, uh, uh, for sure. Like, don't be, don't kid yourself that, that has their attention. Um, but, um, to me, I think it's, it's really about, um, being able to continue to slow down the run in the run zone. I, for whatever reason, they've been pretty good against the run between the 20s. But when we've gotten down into the red zone, maybe it's just me and it's anecdotal, but it feels like um, they haven't been as efficient against the run. And that's where they've been gashed a little bit. And they, they've been giving up some of their, you know, six, seven, eight yard uh, running plays versus limiting them and, and putting them in, in more difficult down a distance situation. So I don't think this is rocket science. Um, first of all, you want to try to keep the bears out of the red zone this week as much as possible. Uh, but if they do get down there um, again, it's the same as any other part of the field. There's it's, I get it. It shortens up. Um, it should actually make it harder for the offense mm -hmm. in those situations. Um, so try to try to stay in your responsibilities. Don't try to change anything up force them into some yarder, down, longer down and distance situations. Um, and that's that's how you can ultimately start to be more successful. I, Wags, I think you're really on to something there. And um, all due respect to the Chicago Bears offense, I just don't know, especially down the running backs that are down right now, I just don't know who that guy is for them this week that's going to like really get that engine going for him. Fields could be that guy down the road. He very well could be that guy when the Bears come back to Lambeau Field in a few weeks. But right now, haven't seen it yet, right? Young guy. And I just don't know who that guy they're going to be relying on um, on Sunday. So this very well could be a week where the Packers start to work through some of those kinks on the defensive side of the ball in the red zone. I hope so. Anyway, I'm an optimist, but I just... I like the matchup this week. Just broad stroke speaking, I like the matchup on paper. 
Yeah, and I actually my optimism is that they don't get any red zone opportunities. That would that would be great. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I don't expect that. That will probably be the case. Um, you know, and something I think to keep in mind, Dane, is, is Justin Fields. We keep talking about him as a runner. He hasn't really done anything on the ground. I I, I mentioned that earlier, but. You know, he hasn't rushed for more than 30 yards in a game so far. Um, his, his first, first playing time came against the Bengals in week two, got 31 yards rushing on 10 attempts, three, three, three rushing attempts each of the last three games yeah. for 12, nine and four yards. Now, do they think that that's something that they want to get going? You said the Chicago Bears fans think it's something that needs to be part of the offense. Uh, last time I checked, uh, Coach Nagy doesn't seem to be too interested in what his fans are telling him. So I don't think that they're going to bow to outside pressure if they don't want to put Fields in that situation. I don't blame them considering he is technically their backup quarterback right now. Um, so you know, you're not going to put, um, yourself in a situation where he's, he could take more shots. Um, and, and he's, you want to protect him a little bit here. So yeah. I, I completely get it. So we'll see what happens with that. But, um, yeah, ultimately you can't start playing differently on one part of the field than you do on another overcorrecting. And, and then you could be exposing yourself in other ways. So I'm not terribly concerned about the red zone efficiency or lack thereof yet. Um, it can obviously go nowhere but up, uh, but uh, I think it's going to start happening. And uh, this is a good week. You're absolutely right for that to, to, to start that process. Um, okay, Dane, anything else on the Bears offense or the Packers defense that you wanted to hit on? No, no. I, In fact, Wags, I think that um, there's a really good deal going on that I think we should be talking about right now. Uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, so, uh, I believe you're talking about DraftKings, and so let's, let's bring that up here. DraftKings is the official, uh, sports betting partner of the NFL, and, uh, they do have a deal going on now. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Um, so the last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943. Kind of a no-brainer. So uh, using that promo code TPPPN, which is for our the Pigskin Podcast Network, uh, new customers can take advantage of this deal from DraftKings. So, Dane, you've been keeping us up to date on your wife Andrea's DraftKings uh, picks and accounts. I know she's playing daily fantasy football. Um, so did she uh, tip her hand on what she's got in mind for this week? She won't tell me, Wag. So I, I, I think that I already had a DraftKings account prior to this promotion. So I, I didn't qualify because I love DraftKings. I already did. My wife Andrea, this was new to her. I, I, we, you know, I told her, listen, there's this new deal. Uh, you just put in the promo code TPPN, TPPN, get a hundred bucks in free bets if you put a dollar down. And uh, she's been off to the races ever since, Wags. Um, she's winning money. I want to retire early based on her winnings. She won't tell me how much she's winning. She just keeps laughing. I look at her. She's playing on her app. She's on the DraftKings app, and and I just see her giggling sometimes. And I'm like, who are you putting in? And she's like, don't worry about it. You're bad luck. I don't want you to look. So uh, she uses, again, promo code TPPN, and she just loves using DraftKings, uh, the sports app. It's wonderful for her. 
All right. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game, and you win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so, Dane, let's uh, head over to the Packers' offense against this Bears' defense. Uh, this is uh, the side of the ball that has a little bit more concern for me this week. Mm. Uh, Bears do have a good one. I think, and it's going to be interesting because the Bears have been effective at, you said it, getting after the quarterback, and in their wins, they've won that turnover margin, and, and so um, it's easier said than done, but some good news for the Packers is that as of right now, Thursday night, it appears that Elton Jenkins and Josh Myers are trending to possibly go on Sunday. Josh Myers has had two full practices in here the last couple of days so I, I and I think uh, LaFleur even said last week they expected it to be a one-week uh, issue uh, so by all accounts I would be pretty shocked if he's not going on Sunday Elton Jenkins I think he might play this Sunday he got some limited practices last week and this is kind of the thing that we see a lot of times for these guys they come back uh, they get a couple limited practices in, sit out one more game, and then the following week they practice the full week, uh, and then they're good to go. He's got an ankle, uh, so we'll see. But if he's able to go, uh, I can slide back in at left tackle. I think that, um, you know, is a is significant development. Uh, as good as Yash Nyman has done filling in, um, getting Elton Jenkins back uh, and then having Josh Myers back um, is, a, is a huge development uh, for uh, going up against this tough Chicago Bears front. Yeah, I agree. And it, it might be a little counterintuitive, but it, it could make for a choppy first couple series if they're both back this week, only because um, there is there is some some flow that goes with with the the front five that you have up there. Um, but I will say that I think long long term, and by long term I mean even going into the second quarter on um, getting the talent that is Elton Jenkins back and, and of Myers back will be just really important for this Packers team, uh, especially as you mentioned against this Bears front seven. Uh, but but you just you you get the impact that those guys bring, I think, to this offensive line will be huge. I think it, it allows Aaron Rodgers maybe a little bit more breathing room, uh, allows just a little bit better running lanes for, for these running backs who have had some really nice games so far. And, and Wags, uh, also, I think something that could be really impactful in talking about the offensive line is the Bears' defensive line and Akeem Hicks has not practiced this week. It sounds like he's got a groin injury. And if he's unable to go and the Packers are able to bring back Elton Jenkins and, and Myers, um, talk about a huge talent swing uh, in the Packers' favor. I, I think that that really, really would help the Packers' chances on Sunday because Akeem Hicks time and again has shown how impactful he can be uh, against the run game. Uh, how impactful he is at bringing pressure up the middle. Without him, 
it leaves a giant hole in this Bears defensive line and one that they're going to have a lot of trouble filling because you just don't find Akeem Hicks off the street. Yeah, and you're hitting on the other point I was going to make with bringing these guys back. Um, Hicks or not, uh, this this is is one of the things that uh, is probably underrated, but Elton Jenkins, and with apologies to uh, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins and, and Josh Myers, I know he's a rookie, uh, might be our most effective run-blocking offensive lineman. And uh, so they've been having to run right a lot this year, and it's been working fine. Uh, but to be able to have uh, those two guys back, I think what can you do to slow down a pass rush? Run the football. And uh, we've got uh, A.J. Dillon and uh, and we've got Aaron Jones that I think the coaching staff are going to want to give a little bit more work this week. I thought they got away from the run a little bit last week, just was kind of choppy all around in their play calling uh, on a few of those series offensively. So I expect them to have a better game plan, a little bit better balance throughout. Uh, certainly game flow is going to dictate that, but they're going to want to try to establish the, the running game this week. And having Elton Jenkins getting out there and mauling uh, and, uh, and and Josh Myers, he's just kind of moving downhill. He's a big dude. Um, I think uh, that could open up some holes uh, and and really take some pressure off of, uh, of the uh, uh, Chicago, or I'm sorry, uh, the uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and this offensive line to protect in, in passing situations. So uh, to me, let's just run the ball. I want to see a really heavy uh, running attack and in the game plan this week. I'd love to see both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, a la against the Steelers a couple of weeks ago, get 15 touches or more. And that might not just be rushing, uh, but combined, uh, either in pass receiving and running the ball. I, I think those are the guys that are my keys to being able to be effective on the offensive side of the ball this week. Uh, because if we can get them rolling, that can put this Chicago Bears defense on its heels a little bit. Mm-hmm. Listen, we've been going against some really good, um, you know, uh, pass rushes the last few weeks, uh, and the Bears are having some success this year. Uh, so the challenge doesn't get any easier against them. But we can always pull in our tight end and roll uh, coverages uh, to be able to uh, help out in pass protection. There's not a lot we can do if we can't get that run game going and established. So t- that's that's priority A for me against the Chicago's front this week. Were you surprised? Uh, I believe I saw Coach LaFleur said they want to get A.J. Dillon more involved. Um, I feel like he's already really involved, which – it's not a slight on Dylan. I, I love what Dylan's doing, but um, is that more to come? Do you think? Do you, do you see this becoming? I somehow the Packers are finding a way to have both Aaron Jones and AJ Dylan coexist very, very effectively on this Packer offense, even with Devontae Adams. Um, you mentioned them being the keys to success. Do you, do you see AJ Dylan continuing that trend of getting? The touches that he's getting, do you think this is more of an Aaron Jones week? How do you see the splitting up for the Packers this week? Yeah, aside from that game against the Steelers, he's been around five to eight carries pretty much every game. He had eight carries against the Bengals last week. Uh, one of the things that I didn't love about um, Jones' usage wasn't so much the number of carries he had. Um, certainly, if we can get him a couple of more, if that's if, great. Um, I thought they should have gotten Aaron Jones a couple more carries last week. Uh, he's our, he's our main guy, but it was more so the, uh, when they were using him. I just didn't think that they were real effective in their situational play calling. So, um, what I'd like to do is get 
A.J. Dillon the ball in some maybe not quite as obvious running uh, downs and situations, uh, and hopefully that gives them some bigger holes. They were giving him the ball in a ton of short yardage situations, and he was able to move the pile okay, uh, but that doesn't give him some space in the open field. That doesn't allow him to, you know, use his physicality to his fullest advantage. And so I think that's what you're getting at, and that's what Coach LaFleur might be getting at, is let's get him in some other situations, the ball where he can perhaps get a little bit more space to maneuver, uh, get a little bit momentum so he can start rumbling downhill because uh, nobody wants to tackle that man once he gets a full head of steam going. No, uh, no, I sure don't. Uh, I can't imagine anybody would. Uh, Wags, how the heck are they going to cover Devontae Adams this week, they being the Chicago Bears? I, I just I, I look at their defensive backfield. Bears have had a really high percentage of sacks to pressure ratio. Uh, this season, basically, when they're getting pressures, they're somehow able to get these sacks. It doesn't seem to be something that's going to be sustainable over the course of an entire season, but they've done it through five weeks, so you can't really, you know, um, write that off either. However, Packers getting some of their big dogs back, theoretically, on the offensive line, giving Rodgers a bit more time. How in the world do they stop Devontae Adams? Devontae seems uncoverable, and this week in particular... I just don't see, see the Bears having the defensive backs to, to keep up with him. Yeah, you know, Jalen Johnson is a second-year guy. He's probably has the most potential to be the next Bears kind of uh, big-time cornerback. He's not there yet, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been playing some decent football, but, um, you know, I talked to my boss is actually a Bears fan, so I, I asked him that exact same question, Dane, uh, just to get the perspective of someone that's watching the Bears closely. He's like, no one, uh, you know, uh, he mentioned Jalen Johnson is, you know, probably draw the assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, he's 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 talented, but he, he doesn't have the experience or the skill at this point to be able to slow Devontae Adams down. Heck, pretty much no one can. So I don't think that's going to happen this week. It's really going to be by committee. The Bears are going to try to definitely roll some additional coverage over there, try to double him as much as they possibly can over the top. Um, and still, sometimes it doesn't matter. So um, I don't think we're going to see a significant change with that. Um, uh, Rodgers are going to try to get Devontae involved early and often. And uh, I've been saying, (laughs) I've been saying for weeks that I thought that we might get some other guys involved, perhaps if we're able to get the run game going a little bit and Elton Jenkins is, is neutralizing and Billy Turner is neutralizing uh, that, uh, that bears pass rush on the edge uh, the tight ends might be able to sneak out and get a little bit more involved in the pass game this week. Uh, but to more directly answer your question, Dane, I, I don't think anybody on this Bears defense individually is going to be able to slow down Devontae Adams. But I'm just going to ask you, is this a week that we might have to get some of those other secondary guys involved? Uh, it's uh, We know we've got uh, the Bear killer uh, and Randall Cobb, so not to put too much pressure on him, but um, he's been playing some pretty darn good football. He didn't have quite the game he did against the Steelers, but um, some nice catches last week. So are we going to see Cobb or some other guys, Tunyon or some other guys, get more involved uh, to take some pressure off of Devontae Adams this week or just feeding the beast uh, and just let him cook? I mean, Rodgers is going to feed that beast. Devontae's going to get his this week. But I'll tell you, I think the Bears are going to do everything in their power to – 
take away Devontae Adams, and that is going to open up some lanes for some other Packer players. And you mentioned him. Randall Cobb's going to kill the Bears this week. I, I don't know how else to put it. He's going to. I have all the confidence in Randall Cobb uh, converting some third downs. I uh, I think Randall Cobb gets in the end zone again this week. He just he finds a, a way to beat the Chicago Bears. The Packers are wearing their home greens down there in Chicago this week. It's, it's going to be one of those games where I think Devontae's going to get his, but come second half, I think Rodgers is going to have an opportunity to really spread that ball around. This might be a good week for Robert Tunyon as well as things break down. The Bears have an incredibly talented linebacking core. That's really, I think, the strength of their defense. Uh, obviously, Khalil Mack on the outside, but Alec Ogletree can ball, and Roquan Smith is absolutely the real deal. So they're going to be physical. They're going to be fast. They're really good side to side. I think the 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 um, where the Packers are going to be able to gut these Bears, though, is um, a little bit of speed from Aaron Jones, a lot of power from A.J. Dillon, and then it's going to open up those pass lanes. And if we can get the play action going, some of these secondary targets, maybe Alan Lazard gets mixed in as well this week. But it's going to be Cobb, uh, a little bit of Lazard, and then a heavy, heavy dose of Devontae Adams and some Robert Tunney in there as well. Yeah, we've talked about this Bears front, and we talk obviously about Khalil Mack. Everybody knows about him. Uh, but uh, Robert Quinn uh, is having a really good season as well. And, uh, you know, so uh, Billy Turner uh, is just doing such an incredible job this season. I, I think we don't give him enough credit as well. Um, and uh, I don't know if the Bears line up uh, their guys on one side all the time or if they kind of rotate around. But uh, I think it's going to be really incumbent on uh, both uh, Turner and if hopefully Jenkins is able to go um, to slow both of those guys down. So we've talked about them quite a bit. But I'm curious, Dane, um, Packers or the Bears have some some pretty darn good linebackers as well. Um, headlined, of course, uh, by um, middle linebacker Rokron Smith. So uh, what what do we do to kind of disrupt him so he's not able to just be completely disruptive, um, moving downhill and 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 you know and uh, making tackles for a loss in the backfield? Um, you know he's he seems like he's he's a, a guy that can can get interceptions in the middle of the field. He moves around sort of sneakily, so mm-hmm. Aaron's got to be aware of where he is. I mean, uh, so is there something uh, particular that the Bears might want to do, or I'm sorry, the Packers might want to do offensively uh, to try to uh, get uh, Rokron Smith and, and the, the other linebackers at that second level, level a little bit off of their game and, and try to be physical with them as well? I mean, it... it a lot of it's contingent on Akeem Hicks. If he's not able to go, I think the Packers' ability to get to the second level, the offensive line, is going to be much, much more likely. Um, but Hicks, whether he goes or not, I think the Packers probably mix in the um, the running backs in the passing game as well this week. Um, you mentioned the pass rush and beating the pass rush through – um, running the ball, I think that's huge. I also think some screens and some plays out of the backfield can 
really get the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands quickly. And if these uh, the Chicago Bears are a little amped up, they're coming in a little too hot, uh, I think the Packers can really take advantage of that. Um, Matt LaFleur historically and Coach Hackett historically have been, I think, very good at understanding the feel of the game. And that's what makes them such good play callers. And I think that's what makes this offense really impactful and effective. And I think that this week they're going to be able to see what the tone is of this Bears defense early on. And uh, and then I think really play call accordingly from there. But I just I do like the matchup this week, especially with Elton Jenkins and Myers. I think that our guys up front, we've got these young guards, but they've been able to hold their own, uh, particularly Runyon, I think has been very, very impressive. I don't see him giving up a starting job going forward. I just think he's been that good. Um, he's going to be able to find a way uh, for them to, to, I think, take care of business up front. So uh, to answer your question, I think the Packers are going to be um, mixing it up a little bit offensively, but they're going to get these running backs active early and often both in the run game but also in the pass game and Wags I also wouldn't be surprised if we see more Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield at the same time once again that changes the assignments of the Chicago Bears defenders a little bit and um, you know I I think that it's going to be a bit of a chess match Packers offensive coordinator versus the Bears defensive coordinator but I just again think we have more talent on our side of the ball and I like our matchups and it's going to be hard for the Bears to match with our matchups yeah and that's so key because having both those guys back there gives the defense more pre and post snap reads that they're responsible yes. for. Um, so that's, that's significant. You know, one other thing to keep in mind is if Jenkins is back and we don't need to have Mercedes Lewis and Tunyon in there chipping as much, could we see a little bit more DeGuara? Um, he hasn't gotten a ton of snaps. Um, and then of course, uh, we've got Dominic Daphne that's eligible to come off the IR. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll see him yet this week, but if he is ready to go, uh, both Daphne and Deguara could be two more guys that could uh, give this Bears defense a different look and really expand some of the options that the Packers are able to do offensively, uh, both lining those guys back in the backfield and kind of a fullback uh, set or moving, getting more pre-snap motions, uh, you know, being able to, uh, uh, you know, uh, overhaul or I'm sorry, uh, overload uh, certain sides of the uh, of the line, uh, get some of those reads and that can open things up in both the run game and the pass game. So I think um, this offensive coaching staff, their original plan coming into the season was we, we got Daphne and Dequara to be able to, to utilize and they haven't even really been able to do that at all uh, to this point. So uh, again, I don't know if Daphne, he did practice. Um, I kind of would be surprised if he's activated this week. Um, I know that, yeah, he practiced, but that doesn't really mean anything. They've got up to five weeks to activate him. Um, so I would suspect, given the amount of time he's been out, um, that Daphne will probably need a week or two of practice before they'll activate him. Uh, but you never know. Uh, and then, but that said, Deguara is someone that's been out there and, and perhaps he gets more opportunities, uh, with Jenkins and Myers able to return as well. Yeah, it's exciting. You're mentioning all these guys, and that's what this Packer team does is they just like to show a lot of different looks. Um, and, and, and the, the motion, I've seen Amari Rogers, uh, in that motion spot a number of times. I've seen Randall Cobb this year. I think I've even seen Aaron Jones once or twice. Uh, mm-hmm. doing some of this motion look. And uh, the, the Packers aren't doing that for their own health. 
They like to show these looks, and at some point they're going to be utilizing that against an opponent. So I'm just going to be curious to see going forward who's getting those snaps as well this week. Amari Rogers hasn't been heavy in snaps. Um, does that change? Probably not this week, but as the season wears on, I think as they do more motion look, uh, you might see him or Randall Cobb out there a little bit more. But just something to keep an eye on. And I agree, Wag. Daphne gives them, he's listed as a tight end, but they put him at fullback. They move him around in the H-back role. They really like to utilize him in a lot of different responsibilities. So um, this feels like a week where if he's healthy, uh, they'd be utilizing him. It just, I don't know. There's something about Packers, Bears. Dominic Daphne makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, it's probably not going to be out there, but DeGuara would not be a bad option. Um, I would like to see them work him in a little bit more. Missed most of last season uh, with the with the knee injury. Had a concussion early this season. So it'd be nice for them to be able to work in their third round pick from a year ago a little bit more because I know that the coaching staff's high on him. For sure, for sure. So, uh, Dane, any other um, thoughts on the offensive side of the ball or anything else that you're looking at as we match up against this Bears defense? No, I I, I will just interject quickly. I was surprised uh, that Equinemia St. Brown was added to the 53-man roster. Uh, practice squad guy, he took the Jair Alexander spot on the roster. Um, offline, you and I talked about it, and, and, and you're right. I mean, there, there was some roster maneuvering. You can't just call the guys up constantly this year. Uh, at a certain point, they have to be added to the 53-man roster. I would just like to see uh, Chris Blair or Winfrey get a look at some point at that wide receiver position. I'm, I'm a little surprised that they decided to go with uh, EQ just based on his performance this season. Uh, but he's got his chance right now to, to shine. And I was really high on him when he came out of Notre Dame. I liked him in college. Hasn't been able to put it all together. Had a pretty devastating injury a couple of years back. He's in now. Packers coaching staff really seem to like him. They've given him a lot of shots, but he's got to make uh, make some hay, I think, here to keep a job, especially as guys start to get healthy. Yeah, and, and I think for me, it's just they're shorthanded. And so I think they know what they're getting uh, from, from him. And I, I agree with you. I think he's had opportunities, haven't really done a ton with it, but they're getting him on special teams. Um, you know, he's out there uh, primarily like, uh, like Lazard has been so far this year to block as a wide receiver. Um, so that's kind of what you're getting with him. And, and so those young guys, I think they'll be given their opportunities. It's to me, it's just, I don't love it, but, um, they would have had to cut him. You know, they, you can't, you can't keep the guy. They're no longer practice squad eligible after they've been called up two, for two times. So he takes Jair's spot on the 53 for now. And then whenever some of these guys hopefully start coming back, we'll see if he's out the door. It's, it's kind of a way, uh, I think just to, uh, kind of take advantage of what they've got on the roster, maybe keep them an extra week or two or three uh, without having to call them up and down from the practice squad. And then they've got a decision to make uh, whether they're going to keep uh, EQ or if, if that will be it for his Packers tenure at that point. So um, I don't think this is going to signify that they think he's the answer uh, at the wide receiver position, but I completely hear you. So um, Dane, I think it's time to get into our B legendary X factors of the week, as well as our score predictions. So anyone that's with us here live, uh, put your defensive and offensive picks for X factors this week in the chat. Um, and Dane, I think let's start 
with uh, our defensive X factor because I think we know, both know who, who's going to be the offensive X factor in our minds uh, this week. Um, so I'm going to give you the floor uh, and let you lead off with your defensive X factor. Great. I don't know if this guy can even be an X factor. He's he's a big name on this defense, but I'm going to put him in there anyway. Uh, Adrian Amos is my X factor this week. Uh, former Chicago Bear seems to come up in big moments. Um, mentioned earlier uh, this in this podcast, the injuries to the cornerback spots going to put a lot more pressure on the back end, the safeties. And I think Adrian Amos is going to have a day. I think Adrian Amos is going to get a turnover for the Packers. I know he had one last week. I think he's going to have another one this week. Um, he's aggressive. He flies all over the field. I think that he's going to play some center field for the Packers. I think he's going to have a fair number of tackles. He's just going to have a really solid game. He's going to have an Adrian Amos-type game wags. But against the Bears, there's always that little extra. And he's going to do something else against this Bears offense. So uh, Adrian Amos, easily for me, is going to be the X Factor this week. Yeah, I really like that pick. And I'm going to go with the guy that has been getting picked a lot by one of us over the last couple of years. And he's uh, made some uh, strides, I think, the last couple of weeks, been getting some pressure on the quarterback, hasn't gotten home quite as much as we've been hoping so far this year. But Rashawn Gary, I think he's going to get multi-sack game this week. Oh. I think he might force a fumble. I think he's just going to be making a – not – that he needs to have a coming out party. But I think that this is just going to be the week that really springs Rashawn Gary onto uh, uh, the uh, public consciousness of NFL fans. And I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, uh, Miles Garrett had a day against this Packers or this Bears offensive line. I don't think we can expect Gary to do quite that much, but I think he's going to have a big, big day in the stat sheet, and I think he's going to make some impact plays. So I'm really excited to see what he's able to do. And Dan, I hope we're both right, uh, as always, with our X-Factor predictions. Uh, uh, before we get to the offensive X-Factors, Dan, I've got a little bit of a surprise for you and for our fans listening. So uh, we just need to set this up a little bit. Uh, so, Dane, I'm going to give you the uh, voice and the moment of the Packers uh, coach, and, well, and we're just going to listen and watch here, right here uh, for those of you tuning in. How many times have we said that on this drive? Rodgers in the shotgun, three receivers left, one to the right. Packers need at least seven yards to move the chains. Rodgers gets the snap. Blitz is on. Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds Brandon up rainbow. Cobb. He's got Cobb at the 10 to the 5 yes! to the end zone. Touchdown and a dagger. Oh, my goodness. An NFC North Division championship dagger of 47 yards. Chris Connie was staring at Randall Cobb running at him and let him go right by wide open. The Bears are shell-shocked. It's breaking my heart. <laughs> so, Dane, is Randall Cobb our double X factor of the week? Do we even need to say any more about this? Bears killer, Randall Cobb. Don't be a contrarian. I think we just need to roll right with that. Of course it's Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is easily the X factor against the Bears. He's going to gut him like he got him in 2013, like he did in 2018. It's Randall Cobb. Wags. Cobb's going to kill him this week. It's Randall Cobb <laughs> against Bears week, baby. Come on. 
I have to say, I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't come down to a play like that uh, this week. But uh, it would be lovely if uh, Randall Cobb can make some big uh, third down catches and convert and move the chains like he's done the last couple of weeks. Maybe get into the end zone. Um, I think that would be appropriate uh, for a, a game against the Bears in Soldier Field. So um, I, I, I think we're in alignment there. <laughs> our first double X factor of the season uh, on the offensive side of the ball for Randall Cobb. So, and, wait, Dane, and, and let's not pretend that Aaron Rodgers doesn't know this history. I promise you he's going to get Randall Cobb the ball a couple times this week. For sure, for sure. So, uh, Dane, that leads us to score predictions. Um, I think I'm going to let you lead off. I, I've gone first a few times. Uh, so I'm going to, I want to hear what your prediction is first and I'll play off of that and, and see how close we are. 27 17 Packers. Packers take care of business against the Bears. Um, you know, I, I think that these games are always, um, a bit of a struggle. NFC North games, these opponents know each other incredibly well. But Packers are going to go down to Chicago, and they're going to control the clock. They're going to control the line of scrimmage. A run game is going to go the way we need it to go. And when we need it, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, and company are going to be there to help convert balls, get first downs. Devontae Adams is going to have another 100-plus yard game because that just seems to be who Devontae Adams is at this point in his career. But um, I think the Packers start off a little slow, as I mentioned. Uh, offensive line, um, a lot of talent coming back, but it's going to take them a little bit to get their rhythm. When they do look out, they're going to take over. Bears might score first. Bears might have a little bit of control early, but I think this Packers defense plays better once they warm up a little bit. They're going to get in Fields' face. They're going to give him a lot of different looks. He's not going to be able to decipher it fast enough. Um, he's not going to be able to use his legs either because of people like Preston Smith who are able to set that edge. Um, Fields is going to have to run into more Packers. More often than not, he's not going to be able to break away. Um, so again, Packers 27, Chicago Bears 17. Really like what the Packers do this week. By the fourth quarter, we're controlling the ball. We're controlling the clock. We're running out the clock. I expect a heavy dose of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the fourth quarter. Bears don't have the answer for it. Yeah, I, I, I like your pick. I'm actually going to be a little bit more aggressive this week. There's no real reason for that because normally these are, are battles. Um, so I agree that it might be close early. Well, it is because you start zero zero, but, um, <laughs> it, 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 for me, just looking at this, the, where the Packers have some injuries this is in the secondary, uh, defensively, uh, and the Bears, I just don't think with fields right now, uh, have the ability to be able to expose that Packers um, uh, weak link, if you will, if you even want to call it that. Uh, so I, I think we're able to patch that up pretty good um, against a better um, uh, offensive passing attack. I'd be a lot more concerned uh, this week. Um, the Bears offensive line and pass protection is not their strength. Um, I think the Packers have been, you know, effective at the pass rush, but if, if the, Defensive line brings it this week. I think, uh, as I said, I think that Rashawn Gary uh, and Preston Smith uh, could find some opportunities to get home on the outside as well. And uh, then I think we're going to get some opportunities playing ahead uh, to force the Bears uh, and Justin Fields into some mistakes. Uh, you know, if, if David Montgomery was out there, I wouldn't expect him to cough a 
football. They've got their third string running back in uh, Khalil Herbert out there. Maybe he coughs up the ball. Uh, maybe uh, Justin Fields, if he's under pressure, uh, coughs up the ball. Maybe he throws us an interception. I think this defense could get uh, multiple, uh, force multiple turnovers on this Bears offense this week. So I think this defense uh, is able to really do work this week uh, against this Bears team. I think they're just a little bit undermanned right now on the offensive side of the ball. And then for the Packers offensively, I just feel like they're going to be sharper. Uh, they were okay against the Steelers, um, pr- good at running the ball, not as good, maybe not quite as sharp passing. Um, last week against the Bengals, they were okay offensively, uh, maybe a little disjointed in the play calling and didn't run the ball quite as well as they wanted to do. I think they're going to, you know, have a good week offensively this week, uh, better than we've seen in the last couple of weeks. This is a, a Bears defense that's going to have their full attention. We got a couple of these guys coming back uh, potentially on the offensive line, uh, and I think we're going to put up some points. I've got this one finishing with the Packers 31 and the Bears 13. Uh, this is going to be our most complete performance of the season. I'm feeling bullish, Dane. I, I don't know. Uh, I I hope I'm not uh, uh, getting too aggressive here, but I'm just feeling really bullish and confident. I was more nervous before last week about this game, but the more I look at this game and the more I talk through this, um, the more bullish I am that uh, that this could be a really strong Packers win this week. I mean, just look at the Bears. I hate to be honest with you. uh, Two good teams they played. Uh, arguably, Rams and, and Browns, they lost 34 to 14, 26 to 6, respectively. Um, they beat the Bengals, they beat the Lions, and they beat a Raiders team that I don't think was, you know, uh, paying attention to what was going on in the field last week with the whole Gruden situation. This Bears team needs this win just as bad, if not worse, than the Packers. You look at the Bears schedule. After this Packers game, they're going to Tampa Bay, then they're home against the Niners. At Pittsburgh, they got to buy. Then home against Baltimore. At Detroit on Thanksgiving. Uh, home against Arizona, and then at Green Bay. So the Packers have a really tough schedule coming up to you, but I don't see a lot of wins uh, there. The Bears might be able to steal a couple of those, but don't give them a reason to gain momentum and confidence uh, and get and steal a win this week against the Packers. We can go in there. Uh, slam this shot and get a pretty commanding lead in the NFC North with a win this week. And then they're going to be, you know, scratching and clawing. I think they're going to have a hard time uh, pulling out uh, more than a couple of wins through that stretch. So that's going to be uh, a tough sledding for the Bears. And I think the Packers uh, have the opportunity, a real opportunity to create some separation in the division coming out of this week. Great, great stuff, Wags, as always. I'm ready for Sunday. I, we could talk at this game all night, um, but um, folks can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, YouTube. Uh, we do these things on Facebook Live, uh, 7.30, Saturday, or Thursday nights. And then we'll be doing what? Insta Live right after the game on Sunday. We'll be podcasting live Sunday evening. Podcasts will be available Monday morning wherever you get your podcasts. So we're everywhere. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like us, rate us, tell your friends. We love doing this podcast. And Wags, it's a lot of fun when we're winning football games, isn't it? Yeah, so let's keep it going. And uh, thanks so much for joining in. 
Be legendary, and as always, go pack go. Go pack go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.